folks during this season of Lent were reminded to go back to the basics, to go back to the essentials of our Christian faith. Fasting, prayer, and almsgiving are the main focus of the season of Lent. The word Lent is the old English word for springtime. The springtime of the year, every farmer knows that he's got to get his basics right. He's got to get the essentials together because the weather is changing, which means that there's going to be a harvest that needs to be planted quite soon, and he only has a certain window of time to put that in. So he's already thinking what, what needs to be done for the planting season. But the focus is not the planting season. One has the planting season so that one might have a harvest. You can't have a harvest without the planting season. So a farmer will focus, get the the essentials together, so that everything may go well, so that in the fall of the year, he may have a good harvest. What we see happening in our first reading today is something similar. God has a garden, and he plants the first seeds of humanity there. He plants Adam and Eve. He creates Adam and Eve. He puts them in the garden. And they're created perfect. They're in like, they're, if I may use the allegory a little more, they're in the perfect field. Everything is there. There's no disease in the field. Everything is wonderful. So they're in this garden. And of course, there's the enemy. The enemy comes into the garden to get them to say no to God. Which then... They, they say yes to. They trust this serpent, a creature, more, more so than the creator. They say yes to the devil. And then, of course, they get the disease. They become diseased, and all of us, their children, are diseased as well. We have this rebellion within us to go against God to a more or lesser degree. We even see it, you know, in a, in a year-old child, in a two-year-old child, where this, this child will, will try to push back and rebel. If one is disciplined properly, of course the rebellion is lessened. But even the best child, even the child who's raised in the best manner, that person will still have this rebellion within their heart to go against what is good, what is beautiful, what is true. So we, we, we see that in our first reading, that just as, as, just as Adam and Eve sinned, so too... We, we also are affected by the sin which we heard in our second reading. And then lastly, I want to jump to our gospel reading. So Jesus is perfect. Jesus is without sin. But even he is tempted by the devil. Even Jesus is tempted by the devil. There's particularly the three temptations that he receives. There's the one when it comes to food or the stuff that belongs to, uh, or you know, that which we're nourished with. There's the temptation there. Remember, he had been fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Then, of course, there's the, the temptation of, of against God. There's one of the Psalms, it's one of my favorite Psalms, it's said every Sunday night in night prayer, Psalm 91. If you're ever in a pickle, you're having a difficult time, go pray Psalm 91. It's a very powerful Psalm. So, so Jesus... Is taken by the devil up to the parapet of the temple. It's the high point of the temple. It's kind of like the steeple of a church. Jesus is taken there by the devil. And the devil says to Jesus, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. And then the devil quotes Psalm 91. He says, Psalm 91 says this, 
He, meaning God, will command his angels concern you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against the stone. Meaning, throw yourself down, God's going to keep you safe. What the devil's basically saying is, tempt God. Do something bad, God said he's going to protect you. Why wouldn't he protect you? The truth of the matter is, God will only protect us if we allow him. If we're doing something against God, which is what the devil's trying to get Jesus to do, how can God protect us? We're going against He Himself. Of course, Jesus responds with another scripture a passage, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. And then the devil gives a temptation that all of us are also tempted with. So the devil takes Jesus to this high mountain and shows them all the kingdoms of the world. Shows them all the stuff. And he says to Jesus, If you worship me, I will give you everything. This will all be yours. We don't hear it in that manner. But how we hear it, we hear it like this, that the devil will try to get us distracted, He'll put ideas into our minds that if you put more effort to go towards this or towards that, it'll all be yours. That is actually true. It will be ours. But only for a time. We're all going to die. As, as I don't remember which one of the, the apostles or letter writers said, said this, but they say, what... What gains? What do you gain if you gain the whole world and you lose your soul at the end? What profit a man if he gain the whole world but he loses his soul? There's a lot of good things out there in the world. A lot of good stuff. But if God is not calling you to have it, it's going to bring about one's destruction, not one's glory. So this, this Lent... I know many of you guys, I'm, I'm hope, hopefully all of you guys are doing something for this Lent, fasting from something, particularly food, fasting from some type of food, but also fasting from other things. Fasting from social media, fasting from television, fasting from the distractions which are keeping you from saying your daily prayers, which are keeping you from spending time with your family, which are keeping you from growing in holiness. Getting rid of those things, building a... The, the habit of, of following the Lord, growing in virtue rather than in vice. Controlling the passions rather than allowing the passions to control you. But most of all, I want to mention this. The whole point of this springtime, the whole point of Lent, is to draw us closer to God. You could be the most virtuous person, and if you're not drawing close to God, what's the purpose? What's the purpose? So I want to really encourage all of you to, to do this Lent to step it up a notch when it comes to prayer, when it comes to spiritual reading. I will mention this at the end of Mass, and I mentioned it on Ash Wednesday. There's a number of Word Among Us in the back daily scripture readings, along with the meditation. If if, if you haven't done something like that before, take it. Take it home. Read the scripture passage. Read, read the meditation. You'll, 
your Easter is going to be different than every other Easter. So let's pray for the grace to come before God with our whole hearts, especially now as we approach Him at this altar in the Blessed Sacrament.